This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's show, great show. We had an early Christmas for Stu. Brought him a whole bunch of gifts. Yeah. Can't keep any of them, but uh, they're really cool, are they not? They're very cool. Yeah, some stuff that you'll see on the podcast today if you're watching us. Otherwise, we describe them, but you can watch the podcast on Blaze TV. Uh, just amazing stuff, amazing stuff you're not going to see anywhere else. We also talked about um, Omicron, and uh, it looks like it is going to be much more transmissible, but maybe, maybe not as uh, um, deadly as COVID-19 in the past. We'll see. We dice that all out. We also talked about San Francisco, how things are changing with Michael Schellenberger. Uh, and something that has happened on the border mm. that is really crazy um, and not what you would expect from the border. A couple things as well. You can, of course, subscribe at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. We would really appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it as well. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Over on the Studios America podcast page, you can get access to uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela which I know people are enjoying, so thank you for that uh, as well. And uh, tomorrow on YouTube, uh, a thing we've done, this is the third one, they're always a disaster. Uh, the Studios America, this time... you're all drunk. Yes, well, that's what happens when you do a power hour. One shot of beer per minute for an hour, and then attempting to talk coherent politics throughout it. It gets very messy by the end, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, you can check it out for free. It's, it airs at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash America. If you go to StuDoesPowerHour.com, you can get all the details right there. Here's the podcast. yesterday he's really in the christmas mood i am not in the christmas mood i just don't have any confidence that uh our holiday vacation is going to go well i just don't have any confidence in it your personal vacation yes so which includes (laughs) christmas with the kids and everything else we have had just such a bad year of something it's like well for instance you know, we've had problems with Tanya's father being sick now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been up to visit him. Probably the last time you're going to see grandpa. You know, one of those things. Oh, wow. Like three times this year. <laughs> the guy's got more lives than a cat. I told him last time I saw him, you're never going to die. You're never going to die. Uh, but now mom and dad both have COVID. Uh, oh, and everybody's no. been vaccinated and everything else. And he's got COVID. He has COVID. Then she got COVID or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Then she fell down, had to go to the hospital. This is in this last week. Then. So he was at home trying to take care of everything. And then he fell down, broke four ribs oh. with COVID 
in the hospital. They can't be in the same hospital room, even though they're husband and wives. They live together, but it's a COVID thing. You can't be in the same hospital. Even room. though they both have it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's a fascinating yeah. medical discovery. Whatever so, they've discovered to make that, I know, that rule I know, is fascinating. I know. So uh, it's just, I don't know. So I thought I'd do something today that maybe would put me in the Christmas mood. Okay. Okay. So you get to open some presents, but you don't get to keep any of them. Maybe I could keep one of them. No, you I'll can't keep one. any of them. I just think these are so cool. And the audience, if you're watching the blaze, uh, you'll it's cool to watch, uh, but also to describe them. Uh, so I've got, uh, what, five boxes there. You can start at the top okay. and uh, open them up. These are all things from the museum that we just got in. They must be expensive because you're making me wear gloves. Yes, they are. And they're you can see that one has a a red label that says high value. Okay. All right. So you open that up. Oh, wow. Wow. So explain what that is. Okay, so this is... what is it? A clapper? Would you yeah, call it's it? a clapboard. Yeah, a clapboard. Mm-hmm. Not the clap. Clapper turns the lights on. Yeah, and off. right. Clapboards are what they do in movies, where they like you know action, you know that type yeah. of thing. Click and they they clap the board, and that's why you sync sound and and uh, yeah. and a video. And it says Universal S- City Studios production Jaws director S. Spiels- Spielberg. <laughs> Wow. And, and it crazy? says at the top, it says a camera. What does so that mean? A exactly? camera, a camera. That means there's a, a unit and a B unit. And the B camera is for all of the pickup scenes. A camera is for everything that Spielberg was standing there the whole time going, all right, wait, let's do it again. Mm. It's all the important scenes. And I'll say this. This looks can I Can I open it up? Uh, yeah, but it has a kind of a latch on it. Do you see in the back? Um no oh yeah there it is okay. yeah it goes Look up at, and down it's got teeth the, the, yeah it looks like it has teeth it was specially made for, for jaws, jaws. <laughs> tons of pictures of that with steven spielberg isn't that cool yeah and handwritten stuff all in the back yeah those I mean, are yeah those are like, for no. the different scenes really yeah. cool yeah really wow. cool. so this one i get to keep nope you don't get to keep that one we're you know the museum wow. is collecting we have collect we have now more um founding documents than anyone in the world um except for the national archives and the library of congress it's remarkable the collection yeah you can put it over there i will uh, uh, but I, we're also now this is a collection of making sure we preserve american culture things that were really important in american culture how much does this thing run you how much how much does that set you back that mm-hmm. lots I'll give you a hundred bucks for it right now. Nope, I'm not going to sell for that. No, these three things I bought uh, for the museum with the art, my art proceeds. So, all right, Christmas present number two. Christmas present number two. This is really cool. Okay, it's a Stetson box. Mm, it is. Yeah, and, and in it, it out. you can take it out and you can put it on your head. Don't read it yet. Don't read it yet. You can put it on your head. I don't know how to. Oh, you don't know how to put a Stetson on the what? Where is this? The the uh, little cross tab in yeah, the back. Yeah. yeah, not the X's that goes to the front. The little okay, like zone this, thing. So like this. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. Like that. Yeah, your head is enormous because that's a big hat. <laughs> My head is enormous. Yeah, I, there's lots of brains to fit in it. That's yeah, why. and it actually looks okay on you. It I mean, does. you look. It yeah, does. it feels very awkward. Yeah, well, because you're I, not used to a cowboy hat. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know if I've ever put one on yeah. in my life. So now take it off. Okay. And read the inside. Uh, it's made by Stetson. Says, 
uh, Nudie's Rodeo tra- uh, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it says Stetson. And it says made by Stetson. <laughs> Especially for John, John Wayne. Wayne. That's wow. John Wayne's cowboy hat. Um, wow. Not sure if it ever appeared in any movies, but it was his personal hat. And it was uh, given in a poker game. He was at a poker game. He was getting ready to leave. And one of the guys at the table said, Wayne, you haven't paid me for the last time you lost. And he took off his hat and he said, well, this will probably pay for it. And he threw it down on the table (laughs) and the guy kept it until he died. No way. Yeah, really cool. Wow. Really cool. So, uh, you know, I I get to keep this one. then. No, you don't get to keep that one. No, I'll give you 200 bucks for that one. Nope. Right now. Nope. Right now. Nope. You're gonna well, love to the, the last. You're but... gonna love the last two. You're gonna love the last two. Okay. So here we go. Number three. Okay. So number three. I'm trying to be very careful here. Uh huh. Oh my. Let's yeah. Jeez. So that is the gun belt of Jesse James. So if you remember Jesse James, this is the gun belt that he had. On the day he died. So he had two gun belts. Uh, this is one of them. Uh, if you remember, Jesse James was killed by the coward Robert Ford. And uh, Jesse James was kind of a hero robber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people liked him. Uh, and, uh, and Robert Ford was kind of a clinger on. And he really wanted to be famous and... Uh, he made a huge mistake. He killed somebody and then buried them in a shallow grave. And the the police found out about it and um, arrested him. And he said, wait, wait, I know where Jesse James is. And the governor said, if you kill Jesse James, I'll I'll pardon you for the killing of Jesse James and the guy you just buried. And I'll give you the reward. So he went and he was plotting. Jesse James didn't trust him. Uh, uh, Jesse and his brother were there and they were going to rob a bank. And Robert Ford said, I'll help. He went. He had breakfast with the two of them at Jesse James house. Jesse was sitting there in the parlor in the you know living room and uh, they were talking and he noticed that his mom's needle point that was over the fireplace was crooked. So he got on a chair, was straightening it out. And Robert Ford shot him right behind the ear, shot him in the back, um, in the head, actually. But he had his back turned uh, and mm. he became the coward Robert Ford uh, and uh, eventually was shot in the back as well uh, by somebody that really wanted him dead. And it had no connection to Jesse James, just hated the fact that this guy started to go on stage and make himself into a big hero People turned on him quickly. He had no friends after that. Mm. And uh, yeah, it says here uh, it's a cartridge belt used by Jesse James, one of the two he had when killed. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? One, Isn't that amazing? You have cool toys. Yeah, they are cool toys. Unfortunately, they're all they're all in the museum. Uh, by the way, <laughs> we want to do another museum and open the museum up uh, this summer for a major opening. Uh, it's going to probably take. You know, we've usually had them in this building. I have a feeling it may take two or three buildings now because this has expanded so dramatically. Um, And we're going to do that this summer, hopefully. Uh, Okay, the last two. 
The last two. Okay. All right. I'm not sure which one that one is. And if it's... Sorry, it was empty. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, what? I'll huh? throw the box out for you, but it was this empty. This one is the coolest thing ever. This one is one of those things. Brad Meltzer, you know our good friend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to... He'll flip over this. Uh, and this is one of the coolest things I've, I just, I've, I've seen. Okay. Opening it now. Christmas gift number four for Stu. American culture. Okay. It's red. Mm-hmm. It's clothing Take it care- carefully out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wearing your gloves. Take it carefully oh. out. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Okay. Take, okay. So. It's Superman's cape. Oh, my gosh. Now, open it up on the inside and read. This is on the collar. Wow, it says Christopher Reeves. Yeah. It says 4913 walking, which is interesting. With Unfortunately, what happened to Christopher Reeves? Yeah. Uh, but this is, that's Christopher Reeves. The, not only his cape, the, in the other box are his boots, and that's his suit. Oh, yeah, look at the suit. But right pull his suit out, just the top. Look how small he was. Yeah. Jeez. Now, maybe, because it fit pretty tightly, so maybe. I don't know. Maybe it stretches a lot, but he was not a big guy, yeah, at least according to the suit. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, it is sort of. I guess a. Spandexy, it is stretchy. Yeah, yeah it's sort a of material, but yeah. And his, and those are his pants. I mean, and that's from the first Superman movie. I think these are custom, Glenn. I don't think he bought these at the store. <laughs> uh, just an amazing, amazing uh, thing, and. Uh, these are some of the things that uh, uh, David Barton has purchased. I have purchased. The museum has purchased. Uh, and uh, all of them will be seen in the museum. There's his boots. It just doesn't seem like a person saving the world would wear these boots. I'll have to say. No. It I, just doesn't seem. No, it looks more like Lady Gaga. Yeah, it does seem you like know? something Lady Gaga would wear. Yeah. Um, they zipped him right into these things. Huh? Yeah, they zipped him a in. A little tight suit. Yeah, and some big boots. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's it's now that I'm thinking about that little, whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Yeah, okay. yeah mm-hmm. it's like eh. yeah. Don't 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 be caught wow. walking around with that. You know, unless you are the Man of Steel, you don't want to be so, caught in that just, suit. You don't have to tell everybody, but tell me how much does it set you back? How much? How much does all this stuff cost? I mean, just just. Most of the people uh, in the audience will just tune out audience. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, by the way, here's two more things. This is hmm. Captain America's mask from the first Captain America. Look how small his head was. Wait, did he wore this? This is from the first movie. I mean, it's like a kid's he head. Three feet tall? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Wait, what? The- this is from the first movie. Captain America. The first movie being Captain like, America. But they've made several versions of that, haven't they? Yeah, this is the one of the Marvel series. Yeah. This is the first Marvel series movie. It was the first in the series of the Marvel movies, wasn't like it? Recently? Yeah. With what's his name who plays Chris, Chris uh, Evans? Chris Evans, yeah. yeah. That's that's Is Chris Evans' head fit into this thing? I don't know. I just know no. that that it look at the inside. Look at the inside. It is from stage 4 Number four, it's the hard version of the helmet for the film. Okay, we, we've uncovered some news here. Chris get, Chris Evans yeah. is apparently a little person. I'm also going to show you, this is kind of, 
This is wow. this is the actual uh, Captain America shield from the first movie <laughs> that he wore. You know that he wore in. That looks Chris Evans size though. It does look Chris Evans. This Evan-sized. looks like. Uh, did he have a shrunken head? I don't know. I don't know. Unfortunately, rubber, not vibranium. Really? Yeah. So not they lied. They lied. Captain was America a- is a small-headed liar, just like the real America. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. There's some new early stats out on uh, Omicron, and it looks to be uh, more transmissible. It, it could be by a lot, but it also looks less deadly. But we don't know yet. But that wouldn't stop everybody from freaking. I shouldn't say that. It shouldn't stop everybody in the media from freaking out and in Washington or in certain, you know, blue states. They're all freaking out. I don't think the American people are. I think we're done with it. And uh, Matthew Walther is the editor of The Lamp, contributing editor, American conservative. And he's written a piece for The Atlantic where I live. No one cares about covid. And I, Reading the article, I think he's exactly right. Matthew, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Uh, so this, how has this gone over um, at the Atlantic? So to be honest, I have been heartened by the response that I've seen from so many people, um, especially people just, you know, emailing me or sending me messages on social media to say, thank you. We're so glad that there's somebody out there who's willing to, um, present our actual experience of reality. We feel like when we read the news or we turn on TV, you know, a different universe is being presented. You know, we thought we were the only ones. Uh, Are you getting those from coastal cities? Really from all over. I mean, that's the thing that was really surprising and again, heartening to me. It wasn't just people who live, you know, in you know, sort of deep red rural America, as right. I happen to do. It's people, you know, who live in, say, the Connecticut suburbs who say, yeah, you know, the truth is, is that sometimes, you know, at work, they tell us we have to put these masks on or whatever. But for the most part, I'm over it. I'm living my life. We had grandma over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all getting together to watch football. We're going to our kids' high school basketball games. Correct. We're just living our lives. It is, it is really... A, a strange thing there seems to be a split and i'm not sure that that split is going to last um except in places that are uber 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 deep deep blue um but it's almost i was up in connecticut and it's almost religious now i mean you are a pariah if you're not wearing a mask in some circles outside inside all the time it's it's nuts. It's it's almost a mental disorder. Yeah, you know, and the worst thing about it is it's I suppose it's one thing if these people um, want to engage in this behavior. But the ones I feel bad for are the uh, service workers, people uh, who clean hotels, people who wash dishes in restaurants, whom I fear are going to end up having to do this for years, oh, even yeah. after the, you know, people who consider themselves their betters have moved on. Yeah. I think that's going to happen with the airline industry too. If the airline industry doesn't, it doesn't wake up and start pushing back. You in your article talked about a trip in Washington, DC. 
And I had this exact same experience when I went into the coastal cities. You uh, said it was bizarre to find thousands of people in differently donning uh, masks outdoors. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, you know, again, li- living out here, I was aware that masking, you know, when you go into a restaurant or you walk into a hotel was a thing. But the idea that people were wearing them outside in March, I, it, it just would never have occurred to me that that was a thing. There was never any real evidence that outdoor transmission of the virus was a thing, but especially when, you know, you're just walking down, down the road. You're alone. Near you, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, unless you're trying to signal something, you know, for other people, I have no idea what, what the public health benefit could be. Well, that's an interesting thing, and you talk about that in the article, unless you're trying to signal something. I think this is a signal. I think this is like the red MAGA hat. This is a signal you're on one side or the other. I, I, I think it's horrible that it has become that, and I hope we can get past that. But I, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I should say, I mean, to me, I think that the sort of deep politicization of the most ordinary acts like walking on the street or going into a restaurant or whatever is horrible. You know, I think that people who go out of their way to put on masks to demonstrate some sense of superiority is obnoxious. I also think people who, say, put on a MAGA hat or a Let's Go Brandon shirt or whatever just to piss people off to try to provoke their neighbors yeah. you know, that's that's obnoxious too and yeah, I, I agree wish we could move beyond that i agree i mean you can wear one but when you wear it just like i've got to i'm going on the plane to rile everybody up that's obnoxious that is right. obnoxious fun but obnoxious um yeah. the uh uh you come to the conclusion uh that this is going to be just another stupid thing that we you know you wrote no fault divorce factory slice bread frozen meals and of course infant formula are adopted enthusiastically by the upper middle class who then think better of them by the uh, time the lower orders come around yeah um obviously that's uh, there's a lot to unpack there but you know one of the most fascinating um conclusions that sociologists have drawn over the last few decades is that Divorce is actually not something, by and large, that upper middle class professionals are doing anymore. Um, divorce, if you look at, you know, where it sort of falls on the class ladder, is actually largely concentrated among the lower middle classes, you know, who used to be the people who were most likely to have, you know, sort of lifelong stable marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this consistent pattern that plays out where, you know, the people at the top get enthusiastic about something. People a little bit further down are sort of skeptical. And the top imposes it on the bottom. And then they think better of it and they discard it themselves. But everybody else is stuck with it. Mm. I don't know if that's going to, because I think that it is generally a lot of the elites that are doing this at this point. And I think I've seen a turn um, you know, I think everybody wanted to do the right thing at the beginning and we all thought the best of each other. Um, and now, it, you know, some of these things are just completely, you know, either unproven or disproven. 
uh, to be effective in any way. And people are tired of it. They're like, look, I can't live my life in isolation. The re- I, I'm not doing it. I'll live with this. And I think that's becoming dominant with Omicron. What do you see on the horizon? I think that what what we're going to see here is that people are finally going to come around to the reality that, um, you know, COVID is not like Russian roulette. I think that's how most people think of it. Or if it is like Russian roulette, it's it's playing it with uh, some kind of weird gun that has, you know, uh, a couple million chambers in it. <laughs> and the same thing is true of, you know, of, of getting in your car for your morning commute. You know, there is always a non-zero chance that something really bad could happen to you. But I think what a lot of this comes down to is just people's varying, you know, assessments of, of risk. But I think what we're going to see now is people kind of quietly acknowledging to themselves, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't have to be worried about this. I can go about my business. Mm-hmm. And I can never be 100% sure that nothing bad's going to happen. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, his website is thelampmagazine.com. Uh, the article we've been talking about was in the Atlantic, where I live. No one cares about COVID. His name is uh, Matthew Walther. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. So, Stu, I mean, I think he's coming to the same conclusion, and it ties into something uh, that we talked about yesterday, and that is, can we, can we play the Nancy Pelosi sought from yesterday? This is crazy. This is Nancy Pelosi talking about how crime is just out of hand. Listen to this. You don't have it? It was cut too, I thought. What it is, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. You know, obviously, it cannot continue. Uh, but the fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do. <laughs> yeah, we do. You. And we cannot have that lawlessness uh, become the norm. Okay. Hmm. So we have yesterday the mayor of San Francisco coming out and saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. And this person is, you know, was was part of the progressive movement. She was the one who said we're going to we're going to cut uh, yeah. our spending for our police. We're going to try something different. Important to note, too, that was July yeah. of this year. Yeah. Only a few months ago, they th- they were still on this, you know, dissolve the police, defund the police sort of uh, direction. And that's switched around in, uh, in a lot of cities just over the past few weeks. It, people are realizing how bad of an idea uh, this was, which is hard to understand that it could take more than, I don't know, eight seconds. I know. I don't just one viewing of the mainly peaceful marches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were just, so locked into that politically, they couldn't see the negatives. Correct. And now they're seeing it, but they're blaming it on something else. They're looking to blame it on anything sure. else. But I think this is because and we're going to talk to Michael Schellenberger. Um, he's the author of uh, San Francisco. We've had him on a couple of times. He's been pushing and saying, look, this, this has got to stop. And he's, you know, kind of on the left. He started, he used to be in the movement that the progressive movement about things like homelessness and stuff. He was right. an activist in that right. area. And I mean, and in some ways, I guess he still is. But he's just saying that, like, the, those approaches that progressives want don't, don't work. work. We need to change. Don't them. work. Yeah. Uh, and I want to I want him to talk about what it took to change. But he'll go into detail. What happened to this mayor? 
This mayor was approached by people, average people Mm. that got together and said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And the pressure started on her. And that's that's what she says changed her is seeing people. And I think this is happening all across America, even in progressive San Francisco. People are waking up. That's very, very good news. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pre-order your copy of The Great Reset. Wherever our books are sold, you can get The Great Reset. And make sure you give it to somebody uh, for Christmas. The book is officially released in January, but you can order it now. It's my new book, The Great Reset, um, and uh, makes a great Christmas gift. All right, we're sitting here um, watching some amazing video uh, from Jakob Buins, he is the president and founder of ShareTogetherNow.org. You were covering the crisis on the border because you are watching. The, I mean, it is clear child trafficking is happening yeah. at an enormous rate. And so you were tracking all the way from the Mexican side all the way to here in America and not just to the border guard. But also, they're going to put them on a plane, and they're going to send them someplace else. To Florida, to Alexandria Airport in, in, you know, right. in, in Louisiana, up to wherever in mm-hmm. the U.S. The process of the children coming into the country, making the point that the, the notion that we can keep every child safe, that our president mm-hmm. made that notion, is, is incorrect. And, and these children end up in the hands of traffickers in the U.S. So now you're following the bus and you go to one of the stations for the Border Patrol where they're processing these kids. You follow the bus, but you don't go in. No. Um, one of the border people come out and say, hey, thanks for the support, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you're standing there on the edge. And I'm going to show a video. You'll be able to hear what it's doing. A truck comes out. Uh, like a ram truck or something. What Toyota was it? Tundra. Okay. And um, uh, this uh, Toyota comes out. It has a border guard in it. You can see his face. He pulls up. He stops. He looks at somebody who is with you. Yeah. A senior member of our team, a female. Okay. Yeah. and Who's filming the bus. Right. Yeah. She's filming and he slams down the accelerator. You'll hear the car peel out and then you'll hear the thump of her being hit. Listen, watch. There's the bus going in. Now comes the border patrol agent and apparently his personal truck. I mean, that's in wow. incredible. Wow, he threw a truck at her. He threw a truck at her. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah, and for what reason? Doesn't know us, and if he did for a minute, all we do is support law enforcement, but then he flees the scene of the crime. He gets chased down to a red light, flees again, and it turns into a massive debacle because he is a Border Patrol agent in uniform. Um, Very unfortunate. When you look at the video, too, he's not even looking forward where you would normally look when you're driving. He's looking directly like with eye contact at, at this woman who yes. he just tries Hits. to run over. Yeah. Stops his vehicle, comes to a stop, 
looks at her and the stop is protocol for them and i found that out yeah because yeah. the gate has to close behind them so that no one can sneak into the gate so he mm-hmm. follows that protocol so he's at least with wherewithal for that yeah and he knows i mean he's clearly looking at you guys on yeah. the corner and there's 10 and people that he's looking at he's not just looking at he's looking at at this particular woman but he which you don't see he misses me by six inches maybe enough for me to to touch the truck to slap the side of the truck to yell stop because you just struck a human being with your yeah. vehicle mm. so um now y- you might say and this is this this will sh- separate this show from the left and rest of media you might say that that guy thought you were a bunch of lefties sure. that were trying to you know do bad things to the border patrol even if that's true i hope he goes to jail um, you don't you, d- you just don't do that. Yeah. You say that you just think this is something that is showing how close they are just to snapping the pressure they're under. You know, Glenn, you do such a great job. You and Stu on this show of just connecting dots for America. You do an amazing job. So if we just continue that thread connecting dots earlier that day and the day before I have interviews with state troopers. And what you have to remember is not just Border Patrol. We're using state troopers, mm-hmm. National Guard, mm-hmm. Texas Guard. This is, this is copybook the message on the border. Anybody you talk to, sir, we are here to support the refugees. And I say, son, he's 25. No, you signed up for the U.S. National Guard for a different reason than that. Sir, we're here to support the refugees. Then you could say, but they're not refugees. Sir, we're here to support the refugees. And what that says to me, and I look at this, the pressure that our law enforcement agents on the border are under because of the administration. The message and, and, the, and the edict and the mantra from the Biden administration, they're going to crack. You're going to see this happen more and more and more. We're seeing Border Patrol agents commit suicide. This is a result, I believe, of an unholy pressure that's on our law enforcement from the administration. Because can you imagine every day after day, I'll show you kids being fished out of the river. If you see that as a Border Patrol agent and you know you're not deterring illegal immigration that pressure is going to mount up something's mm-hmm. going to snap but you are pressing charges against him aren't yes you? and yes. so uh, this is federal so the district attorney is taking it it's even in the attorney general of texas's office at the moment and the charges against him by the state not even by us is um aggravated assault with a deadly weapon which is a felony and then second felony fleeing the scene of a crime there's going to be a civil suit by the woman who was struck by the vehicle rightfully so Mm -hmm. but there's a federal suit that's even got nothing to do with her so he's he's in serious hot water at this moment and he do we know anything about him and his record yeah we do um and look it's public knowledge his name's roberto duran no reference to the boxer right okay But, but but and and he's been with border patrol for a long time they call him bobby and to what we know, no prior behavior like this, which again tells me it's just it's, it's snapping. These guys are snapping. He doesn't know us. He's never had any interaction. If he knows anything about us, Glenn, you know, he'll know. These guys are with us. They fight for us. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. The day before we delivered goods to Border Patrol, physical resources, right? So I think this is it's unfortunate. He has to, of course, he acted as an individual, and we'll see whether the state feels that, that the pressure was – he was complying, whatever. whatever. It doesn't matter. He still he still should pay for should a, pay. for a, yeah. a crime. I mean, you know, fleeing the scene is uh, 
is almost as bad as the first one. I mean, you know, two bad decisions. Yeah, you make a mistake, you don't flee the mis- you don't flee the scene, and I think the peeling out of the tires intentional. Yeah, speaks uh, speaks uh, volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Yako, thank you for everything that uh, you're doing. Let, let me ask you one more question. When they filed this, I have heard that is you had nine eyewitnesses? Nine eyewitnesses who had sworn affidavits on site. PD took this very serious. PD separated themselves from Border Patrol because PD can't arrest them. It's got to come from Washington. It's yeah. a whole, it's a debacle. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Glenn, when that case was filed by PD to the district attorney's office yesterday they omitted to enter the eyewitness reports or the video how how is that possible it's not i mean it's possible if it's done intentional it's not in the Mm -hmm. case file so now we had to go to the district attorney also notified the attorney general to say look nine eyewitnesses signed affidavits on site none of it's in the case file it's a problem there's so much (sighs) cover-up at the border glenn there's so much. I mean, it's it's insane what's happening down there. Guys who are working on the border, you can't just let things fall where they fall. Let the chips fall where they may. Please. We, the, I believe most people in the United States are with the Border Patrol. Yeah. You start covering you start doing anything like this i know the pressure i know but you've got to be on the up and up and i and i really truly don't think i believe and i know 99 percent of our our border patrol our you know law enforcement officials etc etc are good guys Mm -hmm. don't make excuses for the bad guys let the chips fall where they may We've got to have somebody we trust. And if you start doing stuff like this, you'll lose our trust. And then what do we have? What do we have? Yako, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, thank you, Stu. Keep us up to speed on, uh, on what happens. Na, na, na.